Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Welcome back to another episode of the Unmothered Podcast. Um, just a little side note, I am in our Southern California home and whew, overlooking this beautiful ocean that, um, you know, God has so graciously bestowed on us because that has become our peaceful, happy place. And so as I have been here for a while, my um, oldest daughter delivered our third grandbaby, baby boy, and so we have been down here helping her with three children now, which is just a whole nother thing. Um, very interesting and very loud <laughs> and full of love, and we we just love this expanding family at the same time. We also um, went to a couple of wedding shops down here because my youngest daughter, Dominique, who's also my project manager, social media person who handles this podcast, she is getting married next May. And so we were looking for her wedding dress and we found a wedding dress yesterday. So lots of things happening in the Mantelli household. But I wanted to talk today, of course, about kind of a hard subject because um, as we know, we're on this unmothered journey and wanted to share with you some of the highlights and beauty of being able to change that generational dysfunction. So, you know, want to give you guys a little bit of clarity of like how beautiful life can be in, in the midst of regular messy stuff that goes on in every family. But today I wanted to talk about naming the harm that was done to you. And so I wanted to just kind of touch upon a subject of something that happened a while back with a friend of mine that was posting something on her social media. And so the question I wanted to ask you guys is, when is it okay to talk about hard things in your story? And are you allowed to talk about hard things? Will people think that you're whining or that you're playing victim And can we do this with love and forgiveness? And so I'm going to share something that I saw on a post and how I kind of responded to it and thought about this a little bit. And then we're going to we're going to dive in. So recently I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this post on my friend's page and she was hurt and saddened on Mother's Day. So this is a while back. I just, this subject kept kind of weighing on me and I thought this would be a good time to bring this up. She was telling a part of her hard story on social media and bravo to her, by the way, for being able to speak out. I think this is the thing I'm always going to emphasize to you is that If there's something that you feel like you can share with safety, you don't want to share a hard story with the world if it's it's something that's going to hurt other people um, that you're not sure about or whatever. But if you feel safe enough to share it, I feel like you should get it out. 
I also, I'm, I'm a big fan of making sure that you tell you her, your hard, the personalized story. She didn't go into depth, but if you're going to go into depth about your hard story, I would say don't do that on social media. Do that with a trusted friend or a therapist, which I know I've talked about before. But she was talking about Mother's Day in particular, and she said, you know, I've become a good mom in spite of how my mom raised me. And she kind of, you know, brought up some other points and some things that had happened. And someone that knew her, either knew her or knew her family, got on the comment line and she said, your mom loved you. She did the best she could. (laughs) And then added, this is why you're a good mom. It's because of her. And I thought, what? Um, I'm not sure it's because of her. And so I commented and I told this person, well, she became a good mom in spite of how her mom raised her. Like, yes, there was some good things that I'm sure her mother did. I find good things in my mom. The things, a few things that my mom did that were really good. And I always give her credit for that because she's not all bad and she's not all good. Like any mother, I'm not all bad or all good. Like there are things I mess up in motherhood. We all are going to mess up. But I don't like the fact that when you have a toxic mom or alcoholic mom or someone that's really struggling, like you've had a really, really hard childhood, and then someone comes along and says, oh, you're just a good mom because of her. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not going to give her credit for that. I think that we had to learn how to be a different kind of mom and a good mom in spite of that. And I wish that we could change the narrative of people actually listening to her heart and her hurt, instead of telling her how she should feel or just instantly giving advice. And now let me make something really clear. I'm not mom bashing. Like I understand I, as an adult now, as a grandma now, I look back at my mom and I feel deep pain and sorrow for the things my mom went through. I've actually told people before, like, I can't imagine being the mom of three and being a single mom and also dealing with the mental issues that my mom had and just feeling the thing that that struck out to me is I thought she must have felt so alone and so scared. Now, did she react in a good, healthy way to overcome that? No. She went straight into alcoholism and sexual immorality and all of these things to fill a void that was there and it never filled her up. And so that's the sad part of that. But, you know, those of you that know me, you know, I took care of my mom for 16 years before she passed. And I love my mom. I will always tell you that I love my mom. However, You have to be able to name the harm that was done to you. You cannot bypass the trauma that has been done to you from the things that they have put you through. And it's necessary for your healing. So for far too long, the generations of the past, they demanded for us to shut up and move on. (laughs) I, I hear this all the time, especially for women like 40 plus The generation before that is like, make it look good on the outside, but don't you dare talk about what's going going on in our family. And so that is uh, a narrative that we tied to ourselves and then we just grew up and we became mothers and we started doing the same thing of like, I'm just going to 
pretend that it's fine even though I'm dying on the inside. Or we have parents or like this good-minded person (laughs) that commented, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like, (laughs) your mom was a good mom. Like, don't don't bash her. She was fine. And I'm like, you didn't live in the day-to-day. You don't have a right to come in and tell me how I feel. And also just to take that time and take a breath to recognize when someone is saying something like that, can you just sit with them for a minute and really try to understand and put yourself in their shoes and just say, wow, you know, like that sounds like a lot, or I'm really sorry that 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 happened to you or that you feel that way. That's, that's really hurtful. And just acknowledge it so that they don't feel like there's something wrong with them. As children, we didn't do anything wrong to deserve that kind of treatment. As adults, we're just trying to figure it all out. And when you have someone coming along saying that that isn't what you went through, but they weren't in your shoes, they didn't live your day-to-day life, you don't have a right to come in and tell them how they feel. Now, can you name the harm that has been done to you? Well, yeah. And like I said before, make sure that you're doing it in a place or a space that is not really like mom bashing to the world because you are open for interpretation at that point if you're throwing it out on Facebook and or any social media for that matter. You're going to get a lot of different opinions, even from people who don't know you. They think that they know how to school you on this. I actually did make this comment and then I did a story on my Instagram and I did have somebody who kind of then came at me and I was like, listen, I'm just repeating this story. Like I'm not getting in a battle with you. And so it's kind of funny how people have these really strong opinions about what you think you should be feeling or what you should be talking about. And really no one lives your life. And so it's up to you whether you want to share it or not. Um, publicly, but I also want to just say the harm that has done to you is necessary to get out. This is the very reason I feel like some Christian women cannot get out of their own way to let God walk them through the grieving process is because they are told, don't complain, don't talk about it, just trust God and don't just don't even feel that emotion. Your emotions are there whether you feel them or not. You cannot not feel them. Your emotions are there. You are not led by your emotions. There is a difference. You don't let your emotions rule your life. That should not be your key. Your key is you always go to God. You always ask him, walk me through this process of what I am feeling right now. The harm that has been done to you is massive. It's huge, and for you to not talk about it at all is not serving anyone, and it's stirring in your body, and you're going to react in different ways with your family, with yourself, with coworkers. So it is really hard for you to just try to ignore it and not complain about it. And this is the thing is that all of these things will trigger you throughout the day. There are so many things throughout the day. Somebody says something wrong. Um, PTSD, somebody drops something and there's a loud crash and you jump out of your skin. Some people would just laugh at that, but for you, it settles into your skin. It takes you back to a time when you remember something crashing, 
because of a fight or something like that with your parents. And so those kind of things need to be brought to the surface. You have to name the harm that was done to you so that you can walk through that process, figure out the healing process through that and realize and bring yourself back to present and say, listen, that, okay, I feel what that's that where that came from. But here I am right now. It's okay. You can talk to yourself, self-soothe yourself. Let yourself know like you are safe, you are here, you are present. You can learn full forgiveness when you clear the path completely and honestly. So when is it all right for someone to speak for you? (laughs) So this person that commented felt like they had the right to tell her how to feel. I'm going to say, no, you don't. (laughs) You, You didn't have a right to tell her. She was pouring her heart out. And um, she didn't share anything specifically. She just, you know, said there was a there was a couple little bullet points that she put out there. And she was saying, you know, like, in spite of that, I have raised this daughter that has grown up to be quite different than the childhood I have had. And they are close. And that is not the situation with her mom. And so it's not for someone else to come in and say, yeah, but, you know, you don't, you don't have a right to, to speak for someone else. You have not lived their life. I don't care. Even if you're a relative, you are not there at midnight. You're not there at two in the morning. You're not there at four in the morning. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I can be as close as I want to my daughters and their spouses. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't know the words that are said. I don't know what is spoken. I don't have a right to speak for them. So I would say you don't have the right. If you are reading something, don't feel like it's your right to give advice unless the person asks for it. Always, always, when you are in that kind of situation and you hear somebody or you read something, always ask yourself or if you're with that person, ask them, would you like some suggestions is there do you want me to answer this or do you want me to just listen those are really good prompter things to ask someone when they're pouring out their guts to you because if you automatically start telling them how they should feel or what they should do you think you have the better hand on this you are going to miss the point of their whole situation and also you could revert that back where they're going to say well I'm never going to share this again because nobody really listened or understood what I was trying to say. Do you feel guilty over talking about your past because it's over and now you're happy? I've had a couple of relatives who actually have done this where they said, I don't want to talk about my past. What good is it going to do? It doesn't matter. But if we dig a little deeper, it's like, well, it kind of does matter and it does make a difference because there is some unstable things going on in their life. And I'm like, well, you know, this is why, because you're not really communicating the way you want to, because there's always this hidden secret that you don't want to talk about. And I think, you know, therapy would be really good for that. So there is a lot of guilt because guilt is really, it's shame. It's shame ridden. You feel guilty about talking about these hard things. You feel like no one else has gone through this. I am amazed at how the unmother community is growing because every time I think like no one's probably lived through some of the things I have (laughs) and I hear from someone else and they've gone through probably worse things than me, but the similarity is that 
the mother love that we really wanted was not there. And so there is a common ground. And even though it's a sad thing, it's such a great thing to be able to gather women together and go, yeah, me too. Okay, yeah, I'm not alone. You know what? That lifts my heart up a little bit more. You know, God will bring people in your life that know he knows exactly what you need, even in the midst of this tragedy of like having no moms in your life the way you need them to. He will surround you with like-minded people. He will surround you with loving people. He will surround you with trusting people. You have to look for it and you have to vet them out. You can't, it's not an automatic, like you want to make sure that, you know, who you're sharing with is trusting. And can you love your mom if you name the harm and is forgiveness possible? Absolutely. Not on our own. (laughs) If I was up to my own devices, I would probably still be hating my mother to this day. But I have a God that's bigger than that. And this is the thing I really want to emphasize, especially if you don't have a strong faith. You're like, yeah, I don't know about this God thing. I don't know what I believe. Here's what I know. When I have dug dug deep and really sat with God and grieved, cried out to him and said, like, I want to forgive. I want to understand. This is the thing about God. God is not human. (laughs) He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is so much bigger than our mental mind can even comprehend. He can surpass all understanding. There is like this supernatural thing that happens when you crack your heart open and let him in and say, can you help me forgive? Because I can't do it with my own little human heart and my mind. I can't do it on my own. But he will surround you with that peace and it will surpass all understanding. There is no human understanding that will help except when you have God in the midst and he will show you and he will slowly, slowly build into this place where you're like, I don't know why I'm forgiving, but I feel like, yeah, I think I can forgive now. I think I can still love her. And I can name the harm, and it's okay. I don't have a bitterness about my mother anymore because, like I said earlier, God put me in a place where he was like, put yourself in her spot. Imagine being 39 years old, mother of three, all alone, not a lot of money, mentally feeling so distracted, And what do you do? And when I put myself in that situation, I was like, wow, that's really sad. Now, it doesn't make up for the fact of the things that she did and the harm that she did to me, but I could understand her panic. I don't think my mom was trying to intentionally hurt us. I think she just didn't even know how to react differently, mostly because That was done to her as a young girl. Now, not an excuse, right? Well, I know people can be like, that's no excuse. She should have, because it was done to me and I didn't become a mother and continue that. It is a choice. But this is what I'm talking about, is when you can open your heart up in a very different posture 
you're able to look and have empathy for the person that has hurt you. It does not mean that you need to go back and be hurt by that person again, but you can understand the reason they're hurting you is because like Carrie Scott Garcia says is hurt people hurt people. It is so true. She didn't know any other way and didn't have the capacity mentally to reach out to someone because she didn't talk about the harm that was done to her. She continued the harm in us. So what I want you guys to do for action steps this week is really talk honestly about your grief, write it out, talk it out, but just get it out. And like I said before, please do that with somebody that's a professional or someone that is a very, very trusted person. And let me just tell you, even if you think that person is trusted and one day they they share that story with someone and has broken your trust, do not worry about that. Nothing can hurt you once you get it out. It's like, yep, that is true. That happened. Now what? What are you going to do about it? So don't let somebody intimidate you if they turn around and they, you know, use your story and tell other people or they shame you, try to shame you by it. Don't let that happen. Anytime that you speak honestly, own your honesty. Even if somebody trashes that secretive little bond that you're supposed to have with that person. And that's why I would actually recommend going to a therapist first because they are bound by patient security and confidentiality. And so I think it's safer to do that at first. And then if you feel like, listen, I'm going to share this with somebody. And if they choose later on to like use that against me or something, that's on them. They're going to look like a fool. Don't let others who have not lived your life tell you how you should feel. (laughs) That is not okay. And it's fine. Just ignore them. It's not about a battle or anything like that. Just know that that's not someone you're ever going to go to and trust with your story again. There's no shame in therapy. So make sure, you know, if you do see a professional, like just know that that is something that is bringing you to a healthier place and you're going to be a healthier mom, a healthier woman, um, a healthier person in your partner relationships. So it's all a good thing. It's both and. You can name a shame, still love your mom or family members. It's not either or. Okay? You don't need to hate someone because they hurt you. It's both and. You, you can name the shame, say, I still love my mom. I'm going to name what happened to me because that needs to get out in order for me to be healthy. Stand in your truth. Don't let anyone change the narrative of your story. It's your story and yours alone. You could have someone that's involved in the same kind of situation, maybe another family member. They may have a different narrative, but make sure you know, this is how I remember it. And I don't want anyone to change that narrative for me. Tend to that little girl. If you never have, let her know that you hear her. So many times when I start triggering into something else, my therapist says, how old is that person right now? What are you feeling right now? And it's always like, she's four, she's six, she's eight, like very little girl. And she's like, you've never tended to her. You've never talked to her. Tell her it's okay. Put her beside you. I'm like, wow, yeah, (laughs) that helps a lot because I have ignored that little girl. And those are the things that really get to you when something happens and you get triggered. Let that little girl know, like, we're an adult now. We're good. I got you. Don't worry. It helps a lot. Forgiveness and love is 
always possible and necessary, mostly for you and for your future. God has intended it that way. It is the peace that surpasses all understanding. On our own, we can't do it, but with him, all things are possible. So I hope that this episode helped you, peeps, and I'm so glad that we are back here again together. This is actually my first episode after taking July off, so (laughs) this will be one of the first ones coming back in August, and we have some other great um, little things coming down the road, and hopefully some beautiful guest speakers, because I have some people in mind that I want to bring on. And until next time, peeps, have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.